This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to uh, this week's Cultivating Convos. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Megs, we just had a National Pumpkin Day. Oh, we did indeed. Ohio <laughs> is one of the top 10 pumpkin-producing states. Did you know, Shelby? I did know. I did know. <laughs> Not sure if everyone else out there knows that. But, well, for one, and I think it's pretty obvious, what, once you have kids, you realize how many pumpkin farms there are out there because every year you must go to one and do everything out there. Now, Brian, I know you went, uh, Brian, our producer, I know you went last weekend, right? Uh, we've we've hit up quite a few, I have to admit. And I will say this about Ohio. We stopped at a gas station that was selling pumpkins. That's how you know <laughs> Ohio is such a big producing state when it comes to it. I love it. Great. I love it. I have it. We have just we've had so many activities. We haven't gotten to one this year. And I've got to get on the ball because obviously, well, we're recording this before Halloween. But, you know, I have like one more weekend to do it. And we don't have a single pumpkin in our house yet. So oh. extremely delinquent this year. You guys, you need to hit up the pumpkin patch, carve some I pumpkins, know. watch Hocus Pocus, make a night of it. I think we might. I think that might be on the agenda for the weekend. Uh, I usually like to do it before it gets cold because I'm not, I'm a little crabby if we have to stand out there for five hours, oh, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Brian, what did the kids like the best? Uh, when it comes to like going out and, and picking mm -hmm. the pumpkins? Oh, well, they, they all want the ones they can't pick up themselves. Like the bigger, the better, right? Exactly. Yeah. I want that one. Uh, all right. Well, um, Good times had by all. And this last week, Megs, uh, we did not visit a pumpkin patch, but we visited something, I think, even more exciting. Yes, we did. And we're going to talk about harvest season. So, Megs, we got to get out in the field this week. Yeah, we did. We were in Fairfield County for a majority of probably one of the last <laughs> nice afternoons we could have asked for. So it was wonderful. No, we uh, we really we really lucked out and uh, had a fun had a fun experience. You know, we spent spent so much time in front of our computers and whatnot, and we got out on an absolutely gorgeous day to see corn harvest. Uh, yes, Shelby, we actually have the farmer on uh, today, where we visited earlier in the week. So, John Miller, thanks so much uh, for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, glad to be here today. And we also have. Brad Moffat on with us with Ohio Corn and Wheat. Brad, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you as well. Thank you for including us. So I have to say, you know, I, I've been, I grew up in a very rural area. Uh, farming is, you know, farming wasn't in my family, but I'm no stranger to it whatsoever. And obviously having worked for uh, ODA for four years, we're surrounded by it daily. But uh, I had never actually ridden in a combine during harvest. This was a new one, and this was an awesome experience. And I got to uh, got to hang out with uh, John, your dad, Dave. He was awesome. Yeah, uh, my father. He's been running the combine since he's twelve years old, so that's his his favorite job of the year. Uh, I I do it quite a bit as well, but 
anytime he can be in the machine, we definitely let him have the reins of it. Yeah, he was quite the character. I enjoyed uh, sitting in with him as well. We had some, um, I shot some video. We had some really nice shots and put something together on our social. If if everyone listening hasn't checked that out, please do. Um, so yes, it is harvest season. Brad, can you talk a little bit about what farmers and producers are doing right now? Yes, um, I'm happy to say that uh, it looks like we're a little bit ahead of last year uh, in uh, in uh, acres harvested, uh, crop quality, uh, and uh, just getting our crops off the field. Uh, we've had a couple of very uh, poor years. Uh, even John can correct me on this. I, I believe two years ago we still had corn in the field uh, around Christmas time. Uh, that doesn't look like it's wow. going to happen this year. We're 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 slightly ahead of last year, and the weather has allowed farmers to move very quickly. Wonderful, glad to hear that. That, that, is, that is such uh, you know. You bring up the number one point I think about the challenge of farming. Am I right, John? We weather just plays such such a part, and it is such an unknown. Definitely, I mean it's it's on top of mind daily, really, and that's how we plan. <clears throat> plan our day, week, month on what the weather's doing. Um, this this crop season has been a bit a little bit of a challenge just because it's been so wet from planting up till uh, almost the start of harvest. We've, we've had moisture all year so that we got a little bit of delayed start on planting the crop. Uh, but this late uh, late heat and dry weather has really helped mature quickly because we we actually started harvest the end of September and normally we would start the middle of September but the weather has been so good that we've caught up quite quickly on what we would normally be at this point because every day we're able to harvest. We did get a little shot of rain uh, yesterday but as dry as the ground is uh, we'll be back harvesting again today. And John what crop are you harvesting right now? <clears throat> Uh, we've got all our first crop beans done as of this week. Uh, we're here at the end of October, and then uh, we've got half our corn harvested. Uh, the other thing that we do this time of year is plant our winter wheat, and I have just about all of that planted. Um, I might actually plant another field today or tomorrow just to just because it didn't get enough rain to keep us out of the fields, and the weather looks conducive to. Two wheat. One concern with the wheat planting this fall is it's been so dry, uh, getting the wheat germinated and getting a good good start for next year is, is a little bit of a concern. But usually they say plant your wheat in the dust and it's going to be good. So this year it was dust. <laughs> and it's even worse for our friends out west. They are planting planting in extreme dust. Uh, We've been lucky to get wheat in the ground this year. We had a very wet fall last year, and a lot of our larger wheat growers didn't get their wheat in. But people seem to be getting their wheat in, and this little shot of rain yesterday was a huge help. Uh, get a little moisture in to get that wheat germinated, get it started, and hopefully we'll get a little bit of a snow blanket on it to uh, protect it over winter. And, John, this is this is a long process. It's, it's not like you just get out there for a few days. This goes on for quite a while. Definitely. I mean, we're we're actually buying our inputs for next year's crop. We started this past summer. We're getting that delivered. So, yeah, it's you're trying to 
concentrate on harvest of this year's crop, but yet you're buying your next year's inputs. And every day is just a little bit of a new challenge. And, and with us, there's uh, six families living off the farm. So with Mother Nature, it, it's a little bit stressful because if we have a bad year, it's not just me and my family. It's it's the six of us relying on on what we do day in and day out. And make the right decisions and hope hope for the best at the end of the year. And so far, this harvest um, with the moisture we've had this summer is really doing fairly well. The last two years, we've had maybe a little better yields, uh, but the quality is good this year. And we'll definitely take too much moisture than a drought in our area of the country. You know what I was most amazed about when we were out there, and you don't, you don't really think about this until you're on the farm and talking to a producer, but uh, farming is completely science and logistics. It, you know, I mean, there's a science to everything you do. And then the logistics, as you were explaining how, how you get the crop from the field, either to your farm, to the selling point. I, I mean, that's, that's all it is. So, I mean, you've got to be a master at those. Yeah, just, Having everybody on the same page, uh, like the the day you guys uh, were down, we were quite far from our our home farm that day, and just trying to get get everything moved back to the farm grain wise, and getting it stored for the winter, and then getting it moved out. We're not very close to local markets. It's a pretty good drive for us. So. Uh, Transportation is a big issue for us. So the, any type of infrastructure. Uh, improvements really help help on us and diesel fuel is a is a big input for our operation as well with trucking right now with the drought that's kind of going on the river levels are so low that we're having a little bit of issues with markets stuff that would actually go down barges on the river Uh, that market's kind of dried up for the minute just because they can't get it shipped with the water levels so low brad can you talk about corn and wheat production in Ohio, what do we see typically um, and how, you know, how big a product is this for our state? Oh, it's absolutely huge. Uh, we're uh, we're actually down about 200,000 acres of corn this year, but we're up 200,000 acres of beans. Uh, so when John and our Ohio farmers finished harvest, they will have harvested a little over 3.1 million acres of corn and uh, right around 5.1 million acres of beans. And uh, I spend a lot of time on wheat these days. We hope, uh, we're really hoping we can get 600,000 acres of winter wheat in the ground. We have a huge milling, uh, we have huge milling capacity in Ohio to mill soft red winter wheat, but our export markets uh, have picked up. Mexico has always been a traditional uh, huge buyer, but uh, China's stepped up in the wheat game. And there's countries like Nigeria that keep increasing their uh, appetite for uh, soft red winter wheat. So that's kind of the picture as far as, far as production, but uh, corn, beans uh, are biggest uh, and wheat seems to be coming back. So we're hoping for 600,000 acres this year. I would love to touch on the economy, uh, the economic end of this a, a little bit. You know, uh, we know that prices are continuing to rise on any number of things. And, uh, you know, just this morning, uh, I think the headline on the news this morning was we're headed into a recession. 
what what does all of that mean for the farming industry? One thing I would start with, I mentioned that we're down uh, 200,000 acres of corn this year. Uh, that's estimated post-harvest and beans are up. It just costs a lot more to plant an acre of corn than it does an acre of beans. But corn, uh, um, you combine management practices with mother nature, we can keep corn yields rising. Uh, I mean, when I was in high school raising corn, we, we were happy to get 120 bushels per acre. Now it's fairly common to see uh, 280 to 300 bushels per acre. We average, we're supposed to average around 180 bushels per acre in Ohio this year. But uh, John can speak to the input piece and the economics of uh, growing corn and beans far better than I can. It's hard to say with the, with the recession, what would actually happen to the commodities markets. Uh, right now, a lot of our corn goes into ethanol or fuel. The other the larger part of it goes into livestock feed, and then the third is exports. So if any one of them markets drops a little bit, that really hurts because um, our supply. Right now, we're we're pretty good on supply and demand side of things, but if, if one little hiccup, it can change in a hurry. Soybeans, uh, a lot of soybeans are exported, and then uh, this new oh, renewable diesel, uh, and the oil from soybeans uh, it's kind of exciting new market that they're they're trying to see if we can if we'd have enough beans to supply that and keep everything else going and then obviously with what's going on in ukraine has made the wheat market spike in the past year and that's definitely helped on getting more interest in planting winter winter wheat in ohio so but yeah if the recession hits or or some other black swan event happens with as high as input prices are right now, it would be it'd be troublesome for poor farmers. And another another thing that's kind of going on is the interest rates are uh, creeping up a little bit here and there. And uh, we rely a lot on borrowed money just because we have to buy inputs so far ahead of time. So, so that's a that's another issue that we just try to deal with day to day. A lot of unknowns there. Just trying to yeah get through day to day, eh, John? Right. And you've got about 5,000 acres um, out in Fairfield County, is that right? Yeah, we, we've managed about 5,000 acres roughly with the family. It mostly consists of roughly uh, 2,000 acres of corn, maybe 2,300 acres of soybeans, and seven or 800 acres of wheat per year is kind of how our rotation on our farm works. And John, you were telling us that it was started by your grandfather, and you're hoping to pass it on to even a generation past you. Right. Uh, Grandpa, uh, he started when he got back from the Army uh, in the 50s. When him and Grandma got married, they started, uh, basically him and his brother started farming here in Fairfield County, and we were lucky enough that yeah. We were a large enough operation that my dad and uncle could come back to the farm when they got out of school. And then myself and two cousins are back today for the, the third generation. And uh, the cousins and I have uh, kids that are helping uh, in between school and sports. So they uh, they take a lot of interest in it. We hope we can, we can keep it going for the future generations is the goal. 
We uh, did see some car washing going on there, so that's got to be <laughs> a big help. <clears throat> yeah, they usually get home from school and ask what they can do, and uh, a lot of them are getting to the age they'd like to run the machinery. Uh, so the picking up rocks and the mowing days are a little bit behind them, it seems like. They want to be running the tractors. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I'd, I'd just be happy if a kid mowed around here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both so much uh, for joining us today. Any any parting thoughts? Anything else you want to talk about? No, just uh, thanks to ODA for including us in your media events like this and call on us anytime. Um, and that includes our office and our our great farmers in the field like John. Yeah, it was uh, I'm glad to meet you guys this week and hopefully we keep this relationship going and anytime you're welcome to stop by. We're not too far. Awesome. Well, we'll be back out next year. I want to ride the combine again. Meg? That's right. Oh, yeah, I'm down. Get it on <laughs> yep, the calendar. Back when, we're, when we're planting, that way you can see see how it starts and just hold yeah. the finish. We will take you up on that invitation. Definitely. Uh, well, Shelby, I'm very happy to hear that harvest is going well for a lot of our farmers and that um, they're ahead of schedule. Yeah, that is that is good no, good news. As we talked about, uh, you know, farming is so weather dependent. And uh, yes, it's been a very good fall uh, for harvest. So that's a good thing. And next week, we're going to move from kind of one crop to another. We're going to we're going to hit up uh, hopefully our produce growers. Yeah, would love to talk uh, apples as mm-hmm. we are in apple picking prime right now. <laughs> no, I love I I love to go out there, get a whole bunch of apples, and then I spend an entire Saturday like peeling them and making applesauce. Mm-hmm. One of my that favorite things to do. Oh, makes the house smell so good. So uh, yeah, and we've uh, director is act director Palanda is uh, is actually doing uh, dishing with Dorothy this week, so we're gonna want to watch out for that. Yep. That is around apples. We're very mm-hmm. excited about that. And uh, so we'll we'll be talking apples next week. Have a great week, everyone. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed. And like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.